Well, hello, Thrive Church. We want to welcome you here. We are so happy to have you here. I'm Judah, lead pastor at Thrive, and whether you are with us at one of our campuses, Torrington, Terryville, New Britain, or online, we are so happy to have you join us. And, and this week, we're, we're uh, uh, still in our series, Resilient, but we're also uh, going to be uh, concluding this weekend our 21-day fast. And so for those of you that have done it, way to go. We're, we're almost there, just a little bit more to go. But we want to congratulate you for taking that step to, to sacrifice some things. And, and, and I've heard so many stories of life change, so many stories of, of people having extra time on their hands to, to dig into God's Word and to pray because they've given up things and people that have given up food and, and all kinds of things. So we are so uh, happy to hear these things. And if you have a story of what God has done in your life, make sure you let us know because we want to celebrate with you with what God has been doing. So again, we're continuing the series uh, uh, Resilient. And, and as I was kind of thinking of uh, this topic and kind of going through it, it made me think about friends, right? Does anybody here have a friend that you absolutely love to be around? Anybody have a friend you absolutely love to be around? Like, like even if you're not talking, you know, you, you just love to be in their presence. They, they make you feel better about yourself. Uh, they're, they're always, you know, uh, there with a smile. You know, they have your back. It's like if you go on a trip with somebody like that. It's, I've been on road trips with close friends of mine, and, and you get in the car, and it's a long trip. I went on a trip with a friend. It was about a uh, 22, 23-hour road trip. Within the first hour, we like ran out of things to talk about, right? Like we had nothing else to say, but we just enjoyed hanging out. We enjoyed being together. You enjoy sharing a meal with somebody or going on a hike with these people. Now, now, if you can't relate to that, maybe, maybe you know somebody that the reverse is true, right? There's somebody in your life, you're like, I just cannot stand to be around them. Even if they keep their mouth shut, I just cannot stand them. You know, it, it causes anxiety in my life. It just causes panic in my life. It causes, you know, all these feelings to arise. I won't ask you to raise your hand about that one. And I also ask you not to elbow the person next to you and be like, that's you. You know, I just cannot stand you in my life. There's people like that. That their presence changes our uh, own atmosphere, our, our own moods. But did you know that, that God is with you? God is with you. Are you aware that God is with you? Now, I don't mean just, do you know that he's, he's here? Like we say, well, you know, of course, God is everywhere, so God is here. No, no. Are you aware of God's presence? Are you aware of God's presence in your life? You know, in this world, so many people feel lonely. In fact, studies show about uh, more than 60% of people say that they regularly feel lonely. It, it goes up for those who are active on social media. I find that very ironic. You know, the thing that's supposed to bring us together, they say 73% of people who are active on social media feel regularly lonely. Or maybe you go into a new environment. And you feel out of place, you feel all alone, you've gotten a new job, and you're the odd person there. Maybe you're going to a new school, you're in a new class, you're in a new neighborhood, and you feel alone, you feel loneliness. So what so many people do is they try to drown out the loneliness. They try to drown out silence with noise. 
If I can just pump enough noise into my life, then I won't feel lonely. We, we don't like silence. We don't like to be alone. So we, we, try to, we try to be around people all the time. So many people have this fear of being alone. It's no wonder this, this pandemic has caused many people uh, you know, to, to, to go into to depression and things like that because there's this fear of being alone. But with this fear of being alone, and without ever having any silence and solitude in our life, we wonder why we don't ever hear from God. We wonder why we don't hear God's voice. You know, Jacob was a man, and, and he was in the Old Testament. This is the, the Hebrew Bible. This is before Jesus came on the scene. And Jacob was Abraham's grandson. If you ever sang the song growing up, Father Abraham had many sons. Well, he had a grandson named Jacob. Now, Jacob was running at this moment. He's running for his life because he was a schemer. He was a manipulator. He was a con artist. And he had just conned his brother out of his inheritance and his birthright and his blessing, everything. And he's running for his life because his brother Esau wanted to see him dead. And Jacob is running. And he's running to a land far away. And, and he's camping out one night. And as he's camping, he has this vision. And this vision of, of heaven and of angels and of God speaking to him. We see part of this in, in Genesis chapter 28, verse 15. And God is speaking to Jacob here. He says, what's more, I am with you. I am with you. God is promising Jacob, that he says, I am here with you. And he goes on and says, and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I'll bring you back to this land, and I will not leave you until I finish giving you everything I have promised you. Verse 16 says, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. Are we aware of God's presence? Are we aware that God is here with us right now? Are we aware that God is guiding us, that His Holy Spirit is here? Or are we just going through life oblivious? It's like, like, like imagine going to a party. Maybe you've done this before. You've gone to a party but you didn't really know anybody. Or, or you've been to a wedding, and, and, and maybe, maybe you know, your spouse was really connected to the person in the wedding, but you just show up, and you're like, I don't know anybody here. Like, I, I kind of feel out of place. Years ago, my friend invited me to a, a, a party that his friends from college were having, and I knew nobody there, and I felt really awkward. You just kind of like stand over in the corner, kind of like, oh, look at the artwork. Wow, that's a really nice drawing of a dog that you have on the wall. I, like, 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 you just feel so out of place. Like you're there, but you're unnoticed. You wander around feeling out of place. And do we ever treat God that way? Do we ever treat God like, like he's in our life, but, but we're not aware that he's even there? We're not giving him the, the time of day. We're, we're going around and, and we're just ignoring him. It's like we're, we're at the party. We're talking to everybody else, but unaware that God is there. In your notes... God is with you even when you don't realize it. 
You know, God is with you. God sees the things that we do. God is with us. Even when we are wandering, and even when we are doing things that, that displease Him, God is never far away. Even when we don't realize that He's there. In John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus is speaking here, and He says, If you love me, obey my commandments. We talked about this last week, about about studying God's Word and applying and obeying what God's Word teaches us. And Jesus is saying, if you love me, then obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Jesus is saying that that He's going to send the Spirit of God to be with us. Because the world cannot receive Him Because it isn't looking for him. And it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Saying God's spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is here. But are we aware of his presence? You know, God's spirit is with us. God is not a God that is far off. God is not keeping social distance from you. God, God is with you. God is an ever-present help when we need him. But many people are are living their life not realizing that there is a power that is available to them. Not realizing that there is comfort that the Holy Spirit wants to bring into your life. Not realizing that there is a peace that passes all understanding. Not realizing that there's healing that is available to you because we are unaware of God's presence. Most people are unaware. In fact, Even most people who claim to be following God, I believe, are often unaware. They're not even looking for God. They're not even looking for His presence. Maybe maybe you show up to church once a week, you read the Bible a little bit, but we're unaware of His presence and they don't recognize Him. They're living their life oblivious. Oblivious. You know, we're, we're surrounded by something right now. We're surrounded by air, right? We've got this air all around us. Did you know... And it's really hard to calculate these things. So it's just an estimation, okay? Uh, And I'm going to get a little nerdy for just a second. That there is in the air around us about 8 gigabytes of data flying through the air every second around us. 8 gigabytes. Just every second. Boom, 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 boom. There it is. I mean, I mean this is this is from all kinds of things. We have radio waves that are coming through. We have, you know, uh, uh, phone, you know, t- uh, cell towers that are uh, communicating through here. There's TV signals. There's satellite signals. Global positioning signals. There's Wi-Fi. There's Bluetooth. There's all this stuff. And, and, and are you tapped into that? Some of you are like, yeah, I'm over here on, you know, Facebook right now. I'm not even paying attention, you know. Maybe you are, but, but we're not tapped into all of these things. There's all this stuff going on around us, but we aren't tuned in. But there's something that's even more impressive than that, that the Holy Spirit is here with us. God's power is here. But are we tapping into that? You know, more people are concerned about their cell phone reception than they are with their reception with God, their connectivity with God, hearing from God. Are we more concerned about do we have Wi-Fi or not than are we hearing from God. But it happens in the silent times. It happens in solitude. In your notes, we hear God's voice best in times of solitude. Now, one of the things that I challenge people to do during this 21 
day fast and, and, and throughout uh, the year as well is what we call a 555 challenge, spending five minutes every day at least reading scripture, five minutes uh, in prayer, and five minutes in solitude, listening for the voice of God. You know, a couple months ago, I had this uh, uh, Zoom meeting with, with several pastors in India, and I was talking about this concept, and afterwards I was talking to some of them, and they're like, you know, we never really considered this idea. They're like, we spend hours every day reading Scripture and hours every day praying, but we never stopped to listen for God's voice. Is He speaking to us? You know, and, and even if you don't hear from God, we can still be aware of God's presence. Whenever I talk to somebody about the 555, inevitably the last five minutes is the hardest part. The part where, where we have to be silent, where we have to listen for God's voice. But even if you don't hear anything, being aware of God's presence. Every morning, just about, I get up and I walk and I spend my, my walk early in the morning praying and listening for God's voice. And I don't always hear something. Sometimes I do and, and sometimes I don't. But, but many days, I, I, I actually picture Jesus walking with me as I go on this walk. I just picture, like, like, God is here with me. God is here with me. Now, I might not be getting any great insights. In fact, maybe what he's telling me is something that, that's, that's reprimanding me or trying to bring transformation in my life. But, but I'm, I need to be aware of God's presence, that he is with me. Some of you maybe need to put on some, some music, some worship music, or, or maybe get out and take a walk or be in nature. Sometimes we, we need to put ourselves in an environment that's conducive for listening to the voice of God, for, for having the time of solitude. It's really hard to have a time of solitude with all the noises going around us. In your notes, Jesus is calling us away from the noise and into his presence. Jesus is calling us away from the noise, and yet so many of us, we barely have any moment in our life that is not full of noise and it's not full of busyness. And Jesus is pulling us away, saying, come and be with me. Come and have some solitude. Come and be alone with me. You know, you can't have a relationship with somebody without spending time with them. If you claim to, it's not going to be a very good relationship. Oh, I'm best friends with this person. I never see him. I never talk to him. Never spend time with him. But we are best friends. You know, you can't have a solid relationship with somebody unless if you spend time with them. So how can we expect our relationship with God to grow if we are not as well taking time alone with him? God wants you to spend time alone with him. And maybe you have to get up earlier in the morning. Maybe you have to shut off some noise. Maybe we need to, to, to silence some things uh, on our drives. Maybe we need to get away from the crowd so that we can have some quiet, so we can have some peace, so we can have some solitude to hear from God's voice. So how can we live a resilient life? How can we bend and not break when the storms and troubles, difficulties come our way? How can we go through tragedy and come out resilient. You can't do this on your own. We don't have the capacity to go through the difficulties of life on our own and come out being resilient. We only have the power by being aware of God's presence. Look at what it says here in Psalm chapter 16, verse 8. He says, I know the Lord is always with me. 
The Lord is always with me, and I will not be shaken because he is right beside me. Why do I need to be afraid when the king of kings is right beside me, when God is beside me? I don't need to be shaken. I don't need to live in fear, anxiety, and worry because I know that God is with me. No wonder my heart is glad, verse 9, and I rejoice. My body rests in safety, for you'll not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. Verse 11, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasure of living with you forever. There is joy in the presence of God. When we are in God's presence, he brings joy. He brings peace. In your notes, we are resilient in God's presence. He gives us the ability to bounce back, to spring back, to to, to bend and not break. And there's joy in God's presence. There's peace in God's presence. There's comfort in God's presence. There's healing in His presence. If you remember the story of of the woman with the issue of blood, she saw Jesus at a far and said, if only I can come and touch the hem of His garment. He doesn't even need to notice me. I just need to be in His presence. I just need to touch the very hem. And if I can just do that, if I can just be there, maybe I can be healed. There is power in the presence of God. There is power. But are we aware of His presence? In your notes, you don't need to be shaken when God is beside you. It said in that that verse before, we don't need to be shaken. We can be glad. We We can rejoice even in difficulties. We can rest even in times Uh, that would cause other people to worry and have fear because God is with us. We realize, I can't handle this on my own. I can't handle the situations of life on my own. I don't got this, but God's got this. I'm not strong enough, but He's strong enough. I, I can't handle this on my own, but I know that my God can handle it. Scripture says that when we come close to God, God will come close to us. He is not far away. He is not a distant God. But are you aware of His presence? Are you listening for His voice? Are you connected to God or are we we disconnected? Are we disconnected and, and, and not tapping in to the Holy Spirit and the power and the guidance that He brings? Maybe you wonder why your life feels like it's spinning, why you're not making any progress while you're just going in circles time and time again and perhaps it's because you've been ignoring god ignoring god's presence maybe you haven't taken the time to to actually listen for guidance from god maybe you haven't taken time to to be alone in solitude think about when jesus was walking on this earth he was continually separating himself from the crowd, going up to the mountain to seek God, to be alone with God in times of solitude. Before Jesus did any miracle, before he preached any message, he went into the wilderness for 40 days to spend time alone with his heavenly Father. And are we following that example? Are we staying connected to God? Because it's God's desire for us to be connected to him. To be joined to Him, as Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 1. He says, I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, 
and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they'll produce even more. You ever pruned something before? You you know, you have to go and, and you have to cut a perfectly good plant. You have to cut something. That's what pruning is. He says, he says that he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they'll produce even more. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. As we're closing out this fast, throughout this fast, many people have, have pruned some things from their life. They've given up things. Social media, maybe. Maybe you've given up you know, some entertainment. Maybe you've given up you know, alcohol or, or nicotine or caffeine or, or any kind of thing. Maybe you fasted some food. We've pruned some things in our life. You know, in my own life, I, I've challenged uh, myself. I said, you know, throughout this 21-day fast, I'm going to uh, replace all the podcasts and everything I listen to with just listening to the scripture. And, and I'm going to try to get through the entire Bible in, in 21 days. And I'm, and I'm just about there. By the time the 21 days is up, I will, will be finished with that. And I was feeling pretty good about it. And then I was talking to my friend Russ. And he's like, yeah, I read the whole thing and I did it in 15 days. I'm like, what? Show off. Um, <laughs> but, you know, God's word, you're putting God's word in your heart. And as I'm thinking about this, as I'm thinking about this this journey that I've been on, listening to God's word at this lightning fast pace, I said, you know, maybe maybe I need to do this more regularly. Maybe I need to be in God's word even more. Like I'm in God's word every single day already, but but maybe maybe some of this pruning, maybe it needs to not just stop at the end of the 21 days. Maybe there's some things in your life that you've given up throughout this 21 days, and you're like, wow, I can't wait to, to, to get back into that again. I can't wait to, 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 to binge watch my favorite show on Netflix again. And maybe God is saying, you know what? Maybe that needs to stay pruned. Maybe there's other things in your life that, that do need to get pruned. Moving forward, maybe you say, you know what? I'm not just going to let it stop here at the end of this, but, but I still need to have some discipline. There's some growth that I've made that I don't want to lose. I need to still make time for being alone with God. I, I want to continue this 555 challenge. I want to continue to hear the voice of God. So why do we prune things? Why does God prune things? Why, why do we prune plants? We prune them so they'll be more productive. At my house, we have a bunch of raspberry bushes and the first year that, that we planted them, they started to grow really well, and, and, and they, they produced some raspberries. And I'm like, wow, this is great. They're getting so big. Next year, surely, we're going to have a lot of raspberries. And, and we come to our next year, and there wasn't as many as we thought that we would have. And I'm wondering why. And somebody says, you've you got to prune them. I'm like, but, but they look so nice. They're so big. It's like, but yeah, if you want more fruit, you've got to get rid of all the dead branches. You've got to cut them back, and then they'll produce more fruit. Now, oftentimes, we'll, we'll even get two harvests of raspberries because we take the time to prune them. See, God wants to prune your life of some things that are, that are not helping you to move forward in your life. He wants to prune some things that are not being productive. He wants to prune some things that are drawing you further away from Him rather than pushing you closer towards Him. But we look at our lives and say, I don't want to cut anything. I don't, want, I don't want to be pruned. I don't want God to, to prune me. I don't want to have to give anything up. You know, 21 days, well, that, that, that's one thing, but, but I don't want to have to prune anything in my life. If we're unwilling to allow God to prune us, then we'll never move forward. We'll never grow. 
like he wants us to grow. We'll never produce what he wants us to produce. If God is pruning your life, that's actually a good thing. Because it says, hey, he hasn't cut you, up, cut you off. He said that back there in the verse, he says, he cuts off many branches that aren't bearing fruit, but those that are bearing fruit, he prunes them, he trims them, he cuts things away so that they may bear more fruit. See, God wants you to be productive. He wants to speak to you. He wants to work in your life. Continuing on in verse 4, he says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, Jesus says, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That word remain, he keeps saying that remain in me, remain in me, remain in me. That word remain means to stay in someone's presence. Are we staying in God's presence? He says, remain in me. Are we remaining in God's presence? In your notes, God wants you to remain in his presence. Now, you may sense his presence when when you come to church and when we sing songs of praise, maybe you you sense his presence there for a few moments or or maybe when you're in nature or near water or while reading scripture, maybe you uh, sense God's presence a little bit in those times. But Jesus is saying, I want you to remain in my presence. I want you to be aware of my presence. Don't let the, the worries and fears of life. Don't let the, the challenges of life distract you from being aware that God is here. God is with us. So allow God's pruning shears to do the work that he wants to do in your life and in my life. Let go of the things that, that hold us back. Let go of the things that, that trip us up. Let go of the things that keep us from achieving all that God wants us to do, from bearing much fruit. Let God trim the things that keep us from being connected with God. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, he says, Now repent of your sins and turn to God. Repenting of your sins just means simply, I'm going to turn from these things I was doing, and I'm going to follow God now. Now repent of your sins and turn from Turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then the times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. And he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. He's saying times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. Maybe you need a time of refreshment now. Maybe you need some joy now. Maybe you need peace. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need to, to break free from some addiction, some bondage that's holding you back. Break free from the shame that can be found in the presence of God. Times of refreshment are available to those who are aware of God's presence. God wants to bring times of refreshment into your life. He wants to speak to you, but it starts with taking time alone to be in his presence, taking time to listen for his voice. Final thing in your notes is that God is speaking, but are you listening? I believe God is speaking. I believe that God wants to speak to each of you. Most often it'll come through reading scripture. As we read scripture, things will come alive, and as we listen, he'll remind us of a verse. 
And we can write these things down and, and, and realize that God is speaking to us through His Word. But God is speaking. Are you listening? Are we in God's Word? Are we spending time in prayer? Are we taking time alone to listen for the voice of God? If the President of the United States requested time alone with you, would you take it? Some of you right now, maybe you're mad about the election. I don't know. I don't know. But most of us, whether you agree with the outcome or not, if the president, president called you up and says, I want to have breakfast with you tomorrow morning, just me and you, and you can ask me anything you want, you can request anything you want, I just want to get to know you a little bit better, most of us would rearrange our schedule in order to spend some time. Or if, you, if, you, if you're really adamant, maybe the Queen of England, okay? You're like, okay, if the Queen requests your presence, you say, I will be on the next flight across the Atlantic to spend time with this Queen. Well, somebody is requesting your presence. Maybe you say, well, well, if it was the CEO of my company, I would definitely be there. Maybe it was my best friend. Well, God is requesting time alone with you. God is saying, I want to spend time alone with you. You. This is not a mere president. This is not a mere CEO or a queen. This is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of all creation, wanting to spend time with you. God is not some, some genie up in the sky, though, wanting to grant you three wishes. He is a king. He is a Lord. He is ruler over all. And yet, He wants to spend time with you. He wants to spend time with me. He wants to spend time on a regular basis. He wants us to know that He is with us and that He'll never leave us and never forsake us. So let us stay connected to the vine. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. Let's stay connected to the vine because in His presence, there is peace. And in His presence, there is direction. And in His presence, there is guidance and in his presence there is comfort and in his presence there is hope and in his presence there is freedom and in his presence there's healing and in his presence there is joy forevermore let's pray father we come to you in jesus name and we thank you we thank you for your presence we thank you that even now in this moment you are with us. As we pray across all of our locations, or if, if you're at home, let's just pause for a moment and be aware of God's presence with us. Speak to us, Lord. We want to listen to you. We want to value our time with you. This is not an ordinary invitation. This is the King of Kings inviting us into a relationship. So, Father, we come to you. We ask you to speak to us. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord, He wants to have a relationship with you. God loves you so much that He sent His Son Jesus to die for you. 
to forgive your sin, to give you a new life and a new chance and to give you hope and a future. Will you call on his name and say, Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus, you are my Lord. I believe that God raised you from the dead and I will serve you. I turn from my past and I follow you. Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your presence, that you are our ever-present help in time of need. We thank you that even though we go through the valley of the shadow of death, that you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. We thank you that there's nowhere we can run from you. There's nowhere we can hide, but that you are a shield about us that you protect us, you guide us, you comfort us, and you heal us, and you bring us your joy through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you. We thank you for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, and everybody says amen. Let's stand together and praise his name. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go and visit us at www.thrive.church. If you're ever in the area, we'd like to invite you to come and join us. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating, review, share with your friends and family. Until next time, may you grow deeper in God's word each day.